The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach and gut health expert. My mission is to help women achieve alignment through optimal gut health, nervous system regulation, and mindful movement. In this podcast, you will learn to trust your gut, honor your body, and create a healthy relationship with food to live in your highest vibration of health and happiness. Welcome back to A Gut Feeling. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I'm excited to share with you some really easy, simple, common daily habits that are holding you back from healing your gut, things that are making you feel bloated. And I will tell you that this podcast is prompted by a post that I made that went viral two days ago. And I had no idea it was going to get so much traction. It was pretty crazy, actually. What happened was I thought about how annoying these stupid Stanley cups are that everyone walks around with, filled with stainless steel, chromium, and lead, sucking out of a straw, always carrying these big things around. They just drive me crazy. And I know they're contributing to gut issues. And so I threw up a little post about it and how they are making people bloated because of the ice they put in and drinking out of stainless steel and sucking through a straw. And I woke up to like 90 comments, 100 shares. And I was like, whoa, we are definitely onto something. I definitely ruffled some feathers because I know a lot of people love their little Stanley cups. So why don't we just dive right in and talk about the common daily habits that are holding you back from healing your gut. And clearly, I'm going to jump right in to this specific element, which is this cup that everyone uses. But here's why. The number one reason why people struggle with bloat is because they drink out of a straw. I know that sounds pretty crazy. I know it's like, what? All this bloat I've been dealing with, I've been on tons of supplements and diets. But when you constantly suck water in through a straw, you're contributing to the gas that gets trapped in your digestive system and your gut. Not to continue to compound on the fact, but that water, as you're sucking it, it's diluting your digestive enzymes. So if you're sucking on it when you're eating, like in the middle of eating, you take a couple bites and then you suck on your Stanley to wash down your food, you're diluting your digestive enzymes. And it's literally stopping you from breaking down your proteins, your fats, your carbohydrates, because you're washing away your digestive enzymes. You're washing away your juices. 
And so it's extremely important to not suck water through a straw and in addition to not drink water while you're eating. I'll get to this later, but you should be chewing your food enough that you don't have to wash it down with something. I remember when I was a kid, my grandma would be always be like, wash, wash your food down, wash your food down. And here I am as a gut health coach telling you the exact opposite. Do not wash your food down. Chew it enough that your saliva breaks it down and washes it down for you. If you're skipping that vital process of chewing your food, you're not going to make enough saliva. It's going to feel really dry, or maybe you're taking too big of bites. And it's going to be really dry, and you're going to need liquids to wash it down. So smaller bites, slow down, no sucking water through a straw, and not washing your food down with water. So just to recap, so you know what number one is, because it was loaded. It's not drinking water through a straw and or not Um, drinking water while you're eating food. The second thing that piggybacks on top of that is constantly consuming cold food and drinks. Things like really cold sparkling water, very cold smoothies, especially in the morning when digestion needs to be boosted and fired up. Um, A lot of raw fruits and vegetables can be hard on the gut when you're healing it. I will tell you this right now, I love fruit and I love vegetables, but if you're dealing with gut issues, you're dealing with a lot of bloat, in the beginning, a lot of these raw foods can be harder to digest and and harder to break down. So I do recommend cooking down your fruits and vegetables a little bit more. You can stew your apples. Um, you can, uh, saute your greens, you can cook down your zucchinis and stuff like that so that it's a little easier to digest. But, you know, some of the mainstream stuff like sparkling water or putting ice in water, that cold stuff dampens your digestive fire too. And so that contributes to the lack of digestive juices or the lack of digestion of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Not to mention sparkling water is bubbly. It has gas in it. And so if something has gas in it and you drink it, no doubt you'll probably have gas in yourself. So cutting back on the really cold foods, ice, smoothies that are really, really cold in the morning, and sparkling water will help you immensely with dealing with bloat. Number three, and I casually mentioned this in number one, but not fully chewing your food. You're eating fast. This is a scenario I hear all the time. And even when I post this, I get a lot of, you know, pushback on it. Oh gosh, this is me. I'm literally doing what you're saying in this post as we speak. And it's like when you scroll or check your email or rush and work while you're eating. When you're eating, that is all your body knows how to do is digest food. It takes every bit of your brain, your digestive system, your organs to do that. So if you're using all of that stuff for something else like stress or checking emails or scrolling, your digestion is going to shut down. And so your food is going to remain undigested in your gut. And if it's in there for long enough, it will ferment and cause more bloat. So Eating distracted or skipping, you know, rushing through your food or eating it while you're scrolling, these things take away from breaking down your food. So, number three, 100%, you need to be chewing your food at minimum 20, 25 times per bite and eat mindfully. Sit down, bless your food, 
if you do that, it really only takes five or 10 minutes to eat your lunch or breakfast or whatever. If you can't walk away from what you're doing for five to 15 minutes to eat your your meal, you might want to take a look at your life and reassess a little bit on where your priorities are at because there's 12 hours in a day that you're most likely active, right? We have a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours at night that we might be not so active. But if you have 12 hours in the day and you're only working, let's say, eight of them, which you should only work be working about eight or nine of them, you still have a few hours left over. If you eat three meals a day, let's say max 15 minutes to eat them, that's only 45 minutes of eating a day. If you can't find that in your day, it's time to reassess. The fourth thing is skipping meals when you're too busy to eat. I see this a lot with women and men who are high-achieving, purpose-driven humans that just want to rail through whatever meeting they're on and say, like, lunch isn't that important to me. I'm just going to skip it. I'd rather work through and eat later. But the problem with this is then they tend to overeat at night. And when we overeat at night, that contributes to a lot of bloating. It's like a pear. If you look at a pear, it's like not a lot of food in the morning, not a lot of food at lunch. And then the big wide part of the pear at night is just all the food that they skipped out on eating during the day. And that is exactly the way we'll look in our body, like a pear shape with the big bloated belly at the bottom if we continue to schedule our food like this. Again, just like I said before, chewing your food, not eating fast, scheduling your food a little bit better. This should spread out and balance your meals a little bit more where you're eating a solid, hearty breakfast. And lunch is actually from 12 to 2 is when your digestion is at your highest. I'm willing to bet you did a workout in the morning, so you need the most calories between 12 and 2. But majority of people are getting the most calories between, let's say, 6 and 8, sometimes 9. It's opposite. We want to shift that. We want to eat a larger breakfast, a larger lunch. And a, a healthy sized dinner, but not all the calories we were supposed to eat throughout the day at night. Speaking of night, how about that scrolling? We talked about it that you were maybe scrolling when you were eating breakfast or lunch or checking your emails or working, but what about the scrolling you do at night in bed before you go to sleep? The blue light and what you're watching, the sensation of what you're watching contributes to a lot of inflammation and stress that goes on in the body. This is what you're exposed to at night. And then it's just teaching your subconscious to have these potentially negative thoughts or whatever comes to mind when you're scrolling. Most people are experiencing thoughts of jealousy when they're looking at other people or a sense of unworthiness or lack if they're not being motivated enough when they're looking at someone's fitness posts or whatever it is. And then this is what's playing through your mind as you go to bed. You're not going to get a deep enough sleep. You're not going to feel refreshed in the morning. And most often people will wake up bloated and fatigued in the morning because of this specific common daily habit that seems harmless, but is 100% contributing to your bloat and your exhaustion. On top of that, your phone emits a lot of radiation, so much radiation that it can penetrate your hands, your skin, and translate into your body as inflammation and chronic disease. Do you, don't you think that's contributing to your gut? 100%. So holding onto your phone all the time, being exposed to the blue light, that's most definitely contributing to your bloat and gut issues per day. 
Number six is alcohol. I know that alcohol has been normalized for years and centuries and decades and all the things. However, alcohol is extremely inflammatory the gut. It's very dehydrating, which contributes to constipation. It's extremely um, tough on the gut microbiome. It causes a weak gut lining. It makes it hard for the body to process foods. And mostly for the day or weeks or months after someone consumes alcohol, they tend to make bad choices with their nutrition. Um, and that contributes to the bloat as well too. So reducing as much as possible or removing alcohol when you're dealing with daily chronic bloat or healing your gut is extremely important. Speaking of the day after drinking alcohol, most people tend to snack more or in general, people are always snacking, right? I don't have time for a meal, so I'm just going to grab something on the go. Snacking, snacking, snacking throughout the day all the time. Snacking contributes to a lot of bloat because we need time for our body to digest. Now, think about it as your work day, okay? Whether you have a boss or not, you have tasks you need to do in the day. And there's only so many tasks you can get done in the day. What if your boss, every time you started working on a task, gave you a new one before you even finished that first task and so on and so forth? And then all of a sudden, all these tasks were you know, built up on your desk and you're just staring at them looking like, how can I get done with all this stuff? It just seems exhausting and I just quit. I can't do any of it. This is the same as digestion. If we give our gut a job to do, and it does, it's doing the job, but then we force another job on it, it's going to shut down. It's going to be really hard for it to digest. And so the comparison here is if you eat something at 8 a.m. and then you go to eat another thing at 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., you're not allowing your digestive system any time to process or finish the task of what needs to be done. Digestion takes about three or four hours in between meals. So ideally, you want to eat something every three or four hours, not snacking every hour. Cutting back on snacking drastically improves my client's bloat, drastically. Typically, what my clients, uh, my clients are typically in their 30s or 40s, sometimes early 50s. They are, you know, working on belly fat. They're trying to reduce bloat. They're trying to heal their gut. Maybe they want to lose some weight. Majority of them are eating three full meals a day and then one hearty snack in the afternoon. And this is spread out about three or four hours apart. And they're eating within about an hour of waking up. This is the best way to stabilize your blood sugar as a woman in their 30s and 40s. And of course, early early uh, 50s too. Actually, everybody should be eating to balance their blood sugar levels. So anyone that heard that tip there, you can take it on and it will work for you. But it's extremely important for women that are dealing with gut issues to space out your meals and to make sure that you're eating in a timely fashion so you're not stressing your gut out more. Now, what I want to stress here in this moment is you don't want to go any further than four hours. You don't want to wait five or six or seven hours because now your blood sugar level is tanking. So it's somewhere between the three or four hours, every three or four hours that you want to eat a meal or a snack versus snacking every hour or waiting too long. It's like the three, you know, three bears, Goldilocks and the three bears. Eating too little and snacking too much is the small bed. 
And, you know, eating too much and overloaded is the big bed. And then the one that's just right is balancing your meals and eating three or four hours a day every day. And then our final common daily habit, number eight, is not prioritizing sleep. Sleep is how our organs heal. It's how our gut lining heals. It's how our brain heals, our lungs, our heart. While you're sleeping, every organ is recharging. And so if you're not getting a good seven or eight hours of sleep a night or more, you don't have your organs recharging at night. And so they can't heal. They continue to be broken down over and over, and they're just stressed all the time. Part of what I said before, when you're scrolling at night or you're watching a bunch of TV or you're you're doing things that are stressing you out, you're running around the house, doing a bunch of chores, these things are contributing to your lack of sleep. Here are a couple different things you can do to prioritize your sleep at night. I call this my 3-2-1 method. It's in a bunch of other podcasts and all over my Instagram. But three hours before bed, you want to stop eating. That's your last meal. So you're not disrupting digestion or trying to digest food when you're trying to sleep. Two hours before bed, you're going to shut off all electronics and read a book or go for a walk or stretch or lay in bed and relax. One hour before bed, you want to do some calming tea or you could do some magnesium, legs up the wall, take a hot bath with Epsom salt, something that's going to calm the nervous system and you will sleep like a baby every single time. So that's that. There are hundreds more of things that are contributing to people being bloated, but I wanted to showcase and highlight the eight most common that I see in a lot of my clients all the time, especially high achieving women who are busy and maybe they have kids and they work or they're just trying to keep up with themselves. These things get really common. We tend to rush around and not eat. We tend to skip meals because we're too busy. We scroll to sort of, you know, distract ourselves from emotions or feeling behind. All of these things are very highly brought to my attention with my clients. So hopefully they've been really helpful for you. What you can do now is maybe take one or two of these and focus on them. You can break out your journal because, you know, I love to have you guys break out your journal and write down right now. I'm going to go through and I'm going to say all eight. You could pause, you can write them down, and then maybe you can rate them. Put a little number one through 10, 10 being I'm awesome at this, one being I suck at this, and then find the one that's the least and just work on that one first. So if you're ready with your journal, we have number one, consuming really cold foods, drinks, sparkling water, ice, things that are really disrupting for the digestive juices. Two, not chewing enough, eating too fast, eating stressed, eating on the run. We want to chew our food 20, 25 times per bite and eat mindfully. Number three, sucking water through a straw or drinking water while eating. Number four, skipping meals or too busy to eat. Number five, the scrolling at night that messes with the mind and causes poor sleep and makes you feel bad in the morning. Number six, the alcohol, normalizing it and also really needing to reduce it to heal your gut. Number seven, snacking too much. And number eight, prioritizing sleep. Let's go ahead and rate those and find the one that is the weakest link. Work on the weakest link first. You don't have to overwhelm yourself and do all of them at once. But if you work on one a week 
for the next eight weeks. By the end of eight weeks, you should have so much of a healthier gut. And that's all it takes. Super, super simple. Sometimes we overcomplicate it with super restrictive diets or, you know, so many supplements. But at the end of the day, it's really, really simple. However, if you feel extremely overwhelmed, you've been dealing with gut issues for a long time, you might even say, you know what, Jacqueline, I don't do all these things. I'm really good at taking care of my gut. I eat healthy. I work out. I don't know why I'm dealing with gut issues. Then it's time for the next level. On February 20th, I'm going to be starting four women on a one-on-one six-month program to completely heal their gut, eliminate bloat, resolve constipation, and become the healthiest versions of themselves. If four spaces available, if you want to claim one of those call, uh, one of those spots, all you have to do is book a call below. We will join. We will meet face-to-face on Zoom. And we will talk about what you're going through and create an action plan that works for you. And six months from now, it's February, March, April, May, June, July. Had to do the math on that. By the end of July, you will feel so confident in your body. You will feel so confident in yourself. You will have a healed gut. And you can just move on with your life and not have to worry about dealing with bloat and constipation and all those things anymore. So go ahead and book that call below if you want to snag one of those spots. I hope this has been helpful for you. Let me know in the comments if this has been helpful, which one was most helpful for you. And share this episode with someone who needs to hear it today. Love you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Happy healing. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.